Hi, missionaries. Welcome to Mission Moments, where we take a moment to prepare for our mission. The Mission Moments podcast is sponsored by Mission Youth, and we're here to help everyday Catholics like yourself learn to be a missionary. We're going to share missionary experiences and form skills and give tips and best practices for your missions. And today I'd like to welcome with me, I've got a special guest on today. His name is Chris Bray. How you doing, Chris? Hey, sorry, you cut out there a little bit. Okay, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> the last little bit. Hi. Hi, Chris. Welcome. Thanks for being on our show today. Hey, it's my pleasure. It's great chatting with you. Yeah. Um, we're kind of in the middle of our fifth season of this podcast, and uh, Chris, it's such an honor to have you on here today. Um, if you guys who are listening haven't heard of Chris yet, you can go uh, Google him, find out all the cool stuff he's doing. Uh, Chris is in full-time ministry and he's got his website is chrisbraymusic.com um i should let you share chris about what what you do and your your biggest successes i know that music is a big part of your ministry and you've had some big musical uh successes in the catholic christian music world at least especially here in canada right yeah it was i mean it's praise god he that's um how he opened the door for me to get into ministry was sort of on the, the Christian music side of things initially, um, you know, 12, 13 years ago when I released my first album, um, Christian album. And um, like, he's just been opening doors ever since and leading. And uh, it's just been amazing to see what he can do through song and through a message. Um, and, you know, the, the big, you know, glamorous events and the things that come up and then also the smaller things when you're in a room with just like three or four people and you see the Holy Spirit working and it's just like amazing. All the things that God God is doing in the lives of people all over the place. So praise him for that. Yeah, that's amazing. Amazing. You um, you, you do a lot of speaking as well, I guess. Is that... Uh... Yeah, it's, I started with top. yeah I started with the music end of things and leading worship and performing and doing all that sort of stuff um, and then gradually that kind of turned into sharing my testimony a bit more and then um, you know speaking on little things here and there and and now um, now I, I I speak mostly uh, as my primary means of ministry and but because God used music in such a way to grab a hold of my heart. Uh, so many years back when, um, I, you know, I, I see the ability, the power that music has to do that, to be an instrument of God and the Holy Spirit. And, um, and I just love, I love to use it as a tool to, to allow mm -hmm. God to do the same in other people's lives, too. That's so cool. Yeah, funny story is that when I was still working down in Texas, um, I was one day I was looking for a good version of a song that I could share with my, my choir. I was going to sing this song at Mass, and the song was Here I Am, Lord. And I was just like hmm. scouring the internet for, you know, a good, like youthful and upbeat and, uh, you know, here I am, Lord, the way I would want to play it. <laughs> and the version I found was by Chris Bray. I didn't know you at the time. Right. And uh, and I was like, this is it. This is the perfect version of here I am, Lord. <laughs> and so I started oh, sharing that with people so, there. It's so kind yeah. of praise God. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's amazing. That's a that's a hymn that I grew up with. And when I think of church, when I think of going to church uh, on Sunday as a kid, that was the song that we sung at least once a month, if not every Sunday. Like it was, we were always singing, here I am, Lord. Hmm. And so it was ingrained in me and it was one of those power, you know, when you have, like when you think back to a, a significant moment and there's always a song that's kind of like you remember from that time and you have that emotional connection with. 
And for me, that was Here I Am, Lord. And so I wanted mm. to take the song and kind of contemporarize it a little bit um, and make it my own. And, and then I, I wrote the bridge to it um, and put it out there. And yeah, it's really cool to see what, what God's done with that song. So praise yeah. God. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. It's also kind of cool, uh, you know, if you look through uh, Chris's YouTube channel, you see uh, it's, it's called, the YouTube channel is called All That Catholic Stuff. So you can put that in there, all that Catholic stuff. And it's a, literally a very good description of what it is because it's basically all the Catholic stuff you want to hear, you know, good, concise teaching on the saints or on the Eucharist or on whatever it is. Um, it's on there. But uh, you've got one video about your, you know, it's like you're kind of living the dream. Uh, you took a, a bus, school bus, and turned it into like a, a mobile home. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we it's a crazy long awesome god story and probably too long to share here but um if you wanted to to catch a glimpse of it we we recently did an interview with Salt and Light TV and they came and filmed us and we chatted about the bus thing and uh it's a converted school bus um and we take it as a family and we'll go for months at a time and do ministry and travel in it and we homeschool and it's just like really cool um the different opportunities that God has opened up to 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 be able just to meet people and to um, be in awe of his creation and just like wake up at 2 a.m. and just like see the stars at night and just be like, wow, this is amazing and the mountains or whatever mm. it is. And, and um, yeah, so it's just really cool. A different way of living. <laughs> we we, uh, we get some strange looks sometimes and then we get some thumbs up and some weird like confused faces, and but it's all good. It's, it's a lot of fun. And yeah, I'm thankful awesome. to be able to do it uh, as a family. That is amazing, yeah, yeah, so cool. What is your what's your biggest and best experience? If you can just briefly share with us, like on your ministry, uh, the one where God's blessed you the most or you're most proud of. Oh, man, I don't even know. Um, you know, I think there's like that's tricky. Uh, honestly, I struggle with that a little bit. It's a it's an awkward question because um, and I think a lot of people on varying levels and degrees probably struggle with this, too. I'm not the only one, but like we. You know, in the, in the Christian music world, you're always trying to like win awards or like have songs that chart on the radio and and mm -hmm. um, and you know even on social media, like the average person, even like we we want video views and we you know we want all these things and accolades and um, and those things make us feel good and you know they stroke the ego a little bit um, and, and praise God when they happen because you know what it's he he opens up a door and an opportunity for more people to encounter him through those things. So that's amazing. Um, and then I think sometimes the dangers, we, we sort of take credit for them ourselves. Yeah, <laughs> Say yeah. like, well, look what I did. When really it was not, it was, uh, I like to think of it as like, God did that despite my inadequacy and my stubbornness and whatever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> despite all of my issues, God still made that happen. Yeah. Uh, and, um, and so, you know, there's all those things and songs on the radio. It makes you feel real good. But, um, but honestly, like, seeing people come to Jesus and be just radically changed and like sincerely and authentically be changed. And maybe that happens through a song in a time of prayer, or maybe it happens through a conversation um, or like you can see it click in the middle of a talk. You can just see like, and, and um, just so many of those moments that have happened. And I remember one in particular, I remember um, uh, it was a mandatory confirmation 
uh, retreat that I was giving at this parish, which mm-hmm. means that like the kids had to come, but so did the parents, and the parents were okay. not happy about that. Like you could just tell there was like a stubbornness yeah. in the room of like, oh, we have to be here listening to you, and that's yeah. always a great setup, right? You just <laughs> you gotta love those times. <laughs> And I remember, like, I remember seeing this lady come in, and she was just, her face was just so grumpy and mean, and I could tell, like, oh, this is going to be the worst. And then I just remember over the course of the evening, as I was talking and leading some songs and stuff, I remember just praying, like, God, just soften hearts and, and do whatever whatever you're going to do. And and she, that very same lady came up to me at the end of the night, and she's like, I got to be honest with you, when I came in, I did not want to be here. I haven't been to church for years. And she's like, I experienced God tonight. And I'm coming back on Sunday. And I was like, what? Praise God. Like, that's so amazing. That is great. And that's, you know, like, God is good. And that's like, despite all of my own fumbling for words and the the trying to find the key of the song, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, Mm -hmm. despite all of that, like, God can still reach people's hearts. Um, And I think that's perhaps something that is underestimated uh, about what God can do through us. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, I don't know. That's a long way of answering your question, but I'm, I'm so I, glad I you brought those, that up. Those are the moments I love. Yeah. I, I, I totally can relate to that because, you know, uh, I think on, I think on your website, on your bio, it mentions like you got to play at the March for life in, in Ottawa, right. For like, I don't know how many thousands mm-hmm. of people. Right. And you'd kind of expect, expect somebody to say, Hey, I got to speak for this many people as like the highlight for, for your ministry. Right. But I can relate to the same thing where the things that touch me the most, where God works in, for me the most, are cases where, like, like it's just one person. Where you see what he's doing yeah. in just that one person. It can be like, for, as a priest, it can be the one confession. On our missions, it can oh, be like that. You can go through a whole day. We get like 50 missionaries to come out for a mission, a day of missions. and But the highlight is that one person who experienced God through that. And, uh, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. That's a good, that might be a good segue into our, our topic for today. <laughs> um, sure. After that long intro. <laughs> so what we've been asked to speak about today is uh, sharing your God story. So sharing your God story, uh, I think we realize that that could be taken a lot of ways. I would like to, mm-hmm. to throw out there that it could be seen as sharing your personal testimony, um, but that those two things aren't necessarily the same thing. Mm-hmm. What would you say, Chris? Yeah, I would say there's something in particular as Catholics specifically, something that we're, we are really terrible at, generally speaking, is um, just talking about God and faith uh, in general, first of all, like with mm-hmm. friends or, or coworkers or family. And maybe we, we, we aren't very equipped for it. We don't have the confidence for it. Maybe we've had a lot of bad experiences with where conversations have gone south, you know, or gone mm-hmm. sour, mm-hmm. led to conflict, and maybe we're afraid. I don't know. But I would say, like, compared to a lot of other faiths, um, you know, in, in different denominations of Christianity, that's something that we need to work on. And um, and it's really cool to see pockets of Catholics that are coming alive in that and really embracing it. And, and when you think about it, it's like, how could you not share the single most important thing? Like, like the God that set up this whole plan for salvation and knows us and saved us and is working in us and giving us his grace through the sacraments. Like how, and like when we recognize that he's got his hand through our whole life, like how could we not want to share that with people? Um, so I say that really is a long way of just like 
setting up like so why aren't we sharing our god's story why aren't we sharing what god's doing in our life and the successes and the wins and the struggles and having those conversations with people um i i think that's that's something that we maybe need to ask ourselves and evaluate in and of ourselves is like why, why aren't we um mm-hmm. and perhaps you know perhaps one of and this might be a bit of an offensive question rhetorical question to ask ourselves is maybe the reason we're not is because like maybe we really haven't encountered God in a in a, in that way. Maybe we've been you know like I was mm-hmm. my life most of my life going to church, going through the motions, and I I didn't really know Him. Um, mm-hmm. And and maybe maybe it's a call for for our own conversion and our own awakening. Um, but when we see what God's doing, like uh, how how He's speaking to us in the Scriptures, or or how. Uh, through a season of life or some circumstance or some tragedy or something like how God has had his hand in that. That's what I would call like a, a God story or a God moment is when we see him at work in our lives and we like an encounter or a conversation we had with a stranger where we're just like, well, I can't believe that just happened. Like what an awesome conversation about God that just happened. Mm-hmm. Like we got to celebrate those, you know, mm-hmm. and we got to share those. And then kind of alongside that would be um, what people might understand as their personal testimony, which which probably for a lot of people means, you know, their own conversion story, how they came to know uh, Christ through faith. Um, and those things can overlap and those things might be different. Uh, but I would say, though, if we look around in our own lives and families and relationships and parishes and um, like there's there's God moments that happen all around us, mm-hmm. God stories that we can share. And, and that might just be the story that God wants to use to inspire someone else. Mm hmm. Totally. When we do our missions, I know Chris hasn't had the chance to even had the chance to be with us on one of these experiences yet, but we're often working with youth who are a little bit new to the experience of God, other than the fact that they go to maybe go to church every Sunday with their family. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And that's that's often the case is that we got a lot of a lot of us as Catholics will will be practicing our faith regularly and and never we're never introduced to that ability to pay attention to what God is doing, like in my life throughout the day. So what we do on our missions is at the end of the day, we have a, like a sharing moment. Everyone sits in a circle, we dim the lights and, uh, and give everyone the chance to, to share what God did for them that day, you know? And it's kind of a different day from what they're normally living because they're out there looking for a chance to give God to others in some way or share Christ's love with others. Um, and, and yeah, then, and and oh, go ahead, go, go ahead. I was I was just gonna say, and that's maybe the the difference too is like you you are building in the opportunity for them to be introspective and to right. reflect and to pause. Right. Where most of our days we're like listening to podcasts, which are great. You know, we're <laughs> we're uh, binge watching Netflix and and we're listening to music and what like all those things are good, but like, but we also need that space and that pause and that opportunity to just allow our thoughts, you know, and, and allow us to reflect on our day and do that examination. So I love how you build that in, in spite yeah. of the mission. That's amazing. Yeah. And you see how uh, newcomers learn from those who are more experienced because you've got someone who's there who's done this before and they'll share, Hey, I just talked to somebody and uh, first they were really closed and then they started to open up and then they were crying at the end of the conversation. And I think <laughs> God was at work in that conversation. And they're like, well, I mean, I was there, but I never realized that it was God who was at work. And then, and then you see it with new eyes, you know, you see it with the eyes of faith. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's so cool. So I like I like how uh, you're able to differentiate a little bit between just like a God story of, of a God moment, you know, 
some moment where God was at work in your life, and then your personal testimony, which could be like the whole the whole story of your of your conversion. Um, yeah. Yeah, and and I think there's like probably different degrees of your personal testimony, right? Like there's the, the there's the sound bite, there's that thirty second elevator pitch that when you know like people don't have a lot of attention span, and and if God creates a moment, like that moment might only be thirty seconds long to for someone to be open and receptive to actually hear it, and um, and so one might be just the preparedness, being ready for that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, was it First Peter three fifteen? Always be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks you to give an account of the hope that is in you, and do it with gentleness and reverence. And like, um, you know, apologists like to use that verse to be like, "Yeah, we got to know all the answers." But really, it's I I I read that verse more in the context of like, like that hope that's within us. Yeah. Like let's let's be ready to share that when God creates the opportunity, and let's share it with gentleness and love, and like not not desiring to win an argument. Or desiring to like that person I want you to convert to Catholicism mm-hmm. right here in this moment that's not our agenda our agenda is just simply to share the hope that's in us uh, with gentleness and reverence giving glory to God and uh, and so f- maybe for a lot of people and uh, myself included for a lot of years is I, I wasn't ready you know mm-hmm. I, I couldn't articulate that hope that was in me mm-hmm. um, and so that's probably a good exercise to go through is like well what, you know how did I come to faith what did God use in my own life and um, you know we had talked earlier about a, a video I had posted on my YouTube um, called share that boring testimony yeah and uh, it's a catchy title but uh, I think we underestimate the the quote-unquote boring testimonies in our lives and you know we well, I grew up hearing, you know, Scott Hahn's testimony and his conversion from a Protestant minister to the to you know become Catholic. Yeah. And we hear all these like really glamorous testimonies. They're like somebody was addicted to drugs and then they had this profound. And those are awesome. Like that's amazing. Like God God does those. But you know what He also does is He also gives people the grace right from when they were baptized as a baby through their whole life to just go to church every sun, Sunday in in habit and discipline. And mm-hmm. there's, they were maybe never addicted to drugs and they maybe never strayed mm-hmm. from the faith. But guess what? They went every single Sunday and they find peace from in that. And they allow, they hear, they, they, they can discern God's will through that constant holy habit that they have in their life. And it's not glamorous. It's, it's really boring. That's a really boring testimony. But you know what? That's relatable. And I, I think maybe a lot of times people think that um, these testimonies need to, like, I had to have climbed Mount Everest, you know, to be able to see God, you know, and, mm-hmm. and maybe maybe some people, that's their story. Maybe that's their journey. But I think for a lot of us, if we want to be relatable and authentic in what we're sharing with people, it just starts with like, well, so what, what does your life look like? What has God done in your life? How has he led you deeper mm-hmm. into faith? Mm-hmm. What is it? Like, is it just getting up and reading the scriptures every day for 20 minutes? That's how you start your day. And that's what kept connects you with God. Maybe that's your story. That's it. That's the big secret. And that's awesome. Yeah. Share that because that is relatable for people. Um, and, I, and I think that's going to cut through the most. And God wants to use that in our lives. Yeah. And I think that's where it's helpful to look at the, the little things and, and learning how to tell the little God stories from your day is that someone who doesn't have a huge conversion story their personal testimony is going to be made up of the little things that God has done in their life from day to day, which you've got to learn how to see. You've got to learn how to see what he's doing each day. And, and perhaps, um, being open to seeing 
like intentionally open to mm-hmm. like God, I surrender to you today in this moment, right where I am in my family, uh, as I'm traveling, as I'm on the city bus, as I'm walking to school, what, wherever mm-hmm. we are, like God, open my eyes to see you around me, mm-hmm. and how you want to use me, what what interactions you have, like. I surrender, I avail myself to that. And I think when we start making that prayer like a habit and with intentionality, he's like, okay, I will. And he does, you know, like I can't tell you how many cool conversations I had on airplanes with people is like talking about, you know, you go through like, oh, what do you do for a living? Oh, you know, I'm, I'm a mechanic. Oh, cool. And then they ask, what do you do? And I'm like, well, I'm a Catholic missionary. You know? <laughs> it opens up some discussion. Either they, they're like full of questions or they don't want to have anything to do with you. But, um, you know, like I can't tell you how many amazing moments of ministry, amazing God stories have come from just like talking to people, like a normal conversation. Um, but if we are have closed ourselves off, if we put in the ear earpods, earbuds, and we turn on a movie and we ignore everyone around us, then we aren't necessarily availing ourselves to God around us. And and I do. If I I don't know if we have time, I would love to share one um, very humbling mm. um, story that of that when God made that very clear in yeah. my own life. Yeah, sure, um, please. My go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Well, my <laughs> wife, my wife and I were. Um, my wife and I were on a date because we have five kids. Uh, and so we went to Walmart to get groceries. <laughs> that's, how we find, that's how we have our dates. Those but, two things uh, go together, we, right? we were, <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, we, we were at Walmart getting groceries and the lady was just like super grumpy, the checkout lady. It just, you know, telling you could tell she was having a bad day. Um, and I noticed that her name tag, her name was Melody. And like, so instantly was thinking like, okay, you know, like, I'm a musician. Her name is Melody. That's kind of a cool. I should say something, right? Like, um, and and I had this like internal struggle, this internal conversation with myself. And I'm thinking like, no, don't say anything. It's gonna be weird. And I was like, no, you should. You know, like that's. And and remember thinking like, no, like you're on a date with your wife, and then you're complimenting some other woman's name. Like that's kind of strange. You don't want to be that creepy guy at the grocery <laughs> store, <laughs> you know. And, and then I um I had sort of after like battling this internally for the couple of minutes as we were waiting and she was you know price, pricing all of our groceries I, I i resolved i said no i'm not i won't say anything at all and i didn't and i grabbed our, our grocery bags and we walked out the store and i had that sinking feeling i knew in that moment it was like that was a god moment uh that god wanted to do something and i did not avail myself to it i was closed off from that mm. prompting mm. um and, and I knew it. I knew it instantly. And maybe God was going to use that moment to give that uh, young girl, that lady, the, the, the lift in her spirit that she needed that day. I don't know what he was going to do. Um, but I did not surrender to it. And I knew it in that moment. Um, but praise God, we, we believe in a merciful and a loving Father who has much more patience with us than mm. <laughs> yeah. I do, I yeah. do as an earthly father. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I know that feeling that sinking feeling and you you realize hey wait no god was trying to tell me to do something and i didn't do it right mm, uh, yeah yeah so i think that's kind of a good a good takeaway maybe a good tip is to to learn to be paying attention uh to when god is is urging you uh to say something right so this is a podcast for people who are who are like going on missions or preparing for missions and most people have probably experienced something like that right when you're on a when you're on a 
mission day or a mission trip, it's really easy to see everything as being related to God. You know, you wake up in the morning, you're like, okay, I'm on mission. So God's mm. going to do something today, right? The key is, as Christians, are we living that way every day? Am I going out to Walmart when I go shopping and thinking, okay, God can use me here, you know, and, mm -hmm. and watching and listening for those moments. I think that's how you tell when someone's really living their faith. Well, and, and you know, I, I get people asking me uh, who want to aspire to do something similar to, or they're, you know, I, they say, I want to be a full-time missionary. I want to do what you do. And um, the thing is though, like we're all, if we've been baptized, we're all full-time missionaries, <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> yeah. like right where we are. Um, like if you're married, if you're going to school in college, if you're working at a factory, like we are all full-time missionaries right where we are. And that's how God wants to use us. And some of us might travel halfway around the world for it, but most of us, he's calling us just to walk across the street to our neighbors or have a conversation with our kids or our spouse or our friends or coworkers. Like that's how he wants to use us. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, and, you know, for me, that was, you know, during COVID, it was a good reminder for me personally of that. It was like, um, you know, I have traveled for the last decade or so. Um, and, you know, that was like that time when, when, he, when I couldn't travel anymore during COVID. And um, it was kind of like, I felt like God was reminding me, like, Chris, you're willing to travel halfway across the United States to speak to a group of however many people, but are you willing to walk across the street and talk to your neighbor? <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> like, and that was just yeah. like a, a moment of conviction in my own life. And I think we, we maybe need that reminder from time to time. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, so I got a question that's kind of, follows there but it's um if you you kind of spoke about those moments where where it comes up spontaneously or where you're, you're moved by the holy spirit how do you how would you like introduce the topic of your personal testimony or just a god story with a stranger um how do you kind of ease into it uh any tips come to mind for that um yeah i mean just something that i've been reflecting on in uh in recently is um god meets us where we're at right like he's so good that um he doesn't expect that we have to get ourselves to a certain place before we can come to him that he right in our own brokenness right where we are he comes to us and in a similar way we're reminded that um that that we are to go out to bring people back to the church. And, and mm. I think it's like the field of dreams mentality. It's like, if you build it, they will come. Mm. Um, no, that's actually like contrary to the gospels. Like, no, we're actually commissioned to go out right. to meet people where they're at, to bring Christ to them and bring them to Christ. And, um, and, and uh, I think that when we meet people where they're at, it, it's different in, for every relationship. Um, and so, you know, for example, uh, my, my wife and I recently went on mission to Kenya in Africa. Mm -hmm. And so their needs in Kenya are much different than somebody that comes to a parish mission in somewhereville, Ontario, yeah. Canada. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. um, and, and so meeting them where they're at looks very different. And so if I was in a conversation with somebody, I would start with like their greatest need or their greatest ache or their hurt or their brokenness or their question or their longing. Um, 
and for each person that's different and if you if you encounter a homeless person on the street like their their greatest need might be one of two things or both is like they're hungry Mm -hmm. and they just want someone to love them Mm -hmm. and to acknowledge them and to know their name you know and like those two things is meeting them where they're at and then our conversation kind of grows from there Mm -hmm. um and I think that comes with experience, you know, our ability. I think it's it's partly a charism as well. Like my wife is extremely gifted in of the ability to be able to just talk with people. I'm an introvert. And so like I could sit in a room and I could be silent for 30 minutes and I would be like, this is lovely. But she's the type of person that she has this gift, this charism to be able to talk. She can talk to anyone, anywhere for as like as long as they are willing to talk and it's it's amazing and um so that i think is partially it can be a learned gift yeah and is also an anointing too i think it's something that god can can also bestow on us mm-hmm. um and so so p- perhaps there's some practice that can take place and some some basic uh, skills and conversational mm-hmm. skills that mm-hmm. can go in with yeah. that um, but, but I think just like starting at the 30,000 foot view, like let's just meet people where they're at. Like, let's not come in, like talking to them about like, Hey, this is 10 reasons why you need Jesus. Okay. Let me tell you how to fix your life. <laughs> like, yeah. what? Like, who's going to respond well to that? that doesn't That's work. not going to work. Yeah. Uh, you know, but like sharing our commonality and mm-hmm. meeting people where they're at. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if that's like computer games, like you just like you, you, an appreciation for computer games and you meet some teen or some youth that's like that's their whole world yeah cool let's meet them where they're at and maybe that will that will create an opportunity for conversation yeah i don't know totally yeah um we're actually going to have another podcast in this season on listening skills so i think that's really really important for when whenever you're doing some kind of some kind of ministry or mission like you're talking about um but so to well yeah listening and question asking questions Yes. Listening and asking questions. Those two yeah, things are definitely like, go together. Uh, yeah. Underrated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So, but to go a little deeper, I was wondering, like, have you had the experience where, in a day to day conversation, like on a on a bus or a train or something, um, where you've had the opportunity to tell someone briefly your story, like how how you came to love God and devote your life to Him? Yeah, not usually in thirty seconds. Like okay. it, not quick interactions. <laughs> uh-huh. um, the quicker interactions are usually because they recognize something about you, right? That is distinctively Christian or Catholic or faith, some kind of faith element, and that could be because you're sitting on a bus reading the Bible, or mm-hmm. because you're wearing a crucifix around your neck, or because you're praying the Rosary or whatever. Like there's these outward signs where they recognize, like, oh, you must be Catholic. Yeah, I go to this parish or whatever, and like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm just coming back from doing an alpha or something. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. those are the thirty second interactions, which people will either pick up on or they won't. I think the the longer ones, though, they start from conversations that are way way back from from faith. You know, and mm-hmm. but it's still because they recognize something about you. You know, or like you're laying the the groundwork for it. Like, you know, we have a big family. You know, we have five kids, and so um, people always. Uh, usually interpret that as like you must come from a Christian family then like, uh-huh. <laughs> like uh-huh. you know like that sort of mentality or um, what I do for a living you know is like well I, it's pretty plain and obvious that oh faith is important and so like um, but I, I imagine it would be much um, less natural to have those things come up in a conversation uh, quickly without forcing them. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. Um, 
and you and you don't want to force them um because you don't want it to seem like you have an agenda or it's contrived right, right? you want it to right. be like fitting and authentic and but also like you don't want to deny your faith either and so i think there's kind of like a fine fine line to walk um mm -hmm. i kind of i'm reminded of mother Teresa. i can't get enough of her book of reading books about her her life and stuff mm -hmm. and like she was actually quite from what i understand quite scandalous in that she never demanded any of the people that she served in the homeless to convert to catholicism right she would pray for them but she would always ask, can I pray with you? Mm -hmm. And even like there would be a lot of Sikh or a lot of Muslim people, like not even mm -hmm. Christian that she would be serving. And like she would even allow them prayers in their own religion. Mm -hmm. And and like certain the burials that they would give would be, you know, like a According Muslim burial. Religion. And yeah. And, yeah. And, and I think that probably... I don't know, it sounds a little scandalous or it rubs people the wrong way, but she was very respectful of people's faith and religion and practices and didn't, it seemed like she didn't ever impose hers on other people, but yeah. she just recognized their commonality. Like, well, look, yeah. you know, you're Muslim, I'm Catholic. We both believe in the same God, the one true God. And, and like, so let's, that's our commonality. And so mm -hmm. like, let's build from that. Mm -hmm. And it, but I think what's, what people can admit is it's hard to deny that like what she was doing was God ordained. Like she was, it was God was working through her in a powerful way, and that led to so many people actually converting to the faith. Not because she coerced them to, but because she was a living example of it. Um, and perhaps maybe that's something that I mean, that's something I'm trying to learn in my own life, uh, just modeling that mm. better, you know. And yeah, awesome. Yeah, I think we should get wrapping up soon, but I wanted to just. Uh, make one more point or ask you to make one more point. Um, mm. uh, the importance of uh, sharing your, your testimony. And we, we mentioned this at the beginning that why, you know, it's, it's something that Catholics might tend not to be very good at and which we have to have to get better at. But, uh, you know, if someone said, well, I can I can tell people about Jesus without sharing a personal story. Right. What's what's the advantage of actually sharing mm. your personal experience? Right. Uh, well, a couple of quick thoughts. One is, you know, that famous saying that, you know, like you might be the only version of the gospel that anyone ever encounters in their whole life. Like they may never pick up the gospels and read the words themselves, but you might be the gospel wow. for them. That's an awesome um, saying. So that's one. <laughs> yeah. And that's, yeah. and so that's like, but that's you is your life and your actions and your choices and, and how you live. And that's your, that's your example. Um, that might be the only gospel that they... Mm. they encounter and so let's let's make sure that we're living it um i would say when we look even in the scriptures when we look at um peter at pentecost you know he was he he proclaimed the gospel but the people were so cut to the, it says they were cut to the heart they that he he was appealing to them in their he was meeting them where they're at and you know i remember like a phrase that he says is save yourselves from this crooked generation like he's appealing to their struggle and the problems mm -hmm. that they have and um that that's the gospel but it's also paired with like bringing it home for people making it relevant to them meeting them where they're at mm -hmm. um and in the epistles you know the apostle paul he shares his conversion story you know like the road to like where, where he he loses his sight 
because he has this profound encounter with Jesus for three days. And he's like, he, he shares that because like that's what happened to him. That's how he encountered faith. And I, I think um, when we remember that, we, we, we were reminded that like um, people can argue with theology and they can argue with certain doctrines and, you know, the apologetical stuff. But it's hard to argue with somebody's personal experience and personal right. encounter that left them right. changed. And not only are they claiming to be changed, but you can actually see in their life that, like, man, you've been a different person these last three months. Like, what's what's different? Are you taking some kind of special pills? Or, like, are, did you quit <laughs> caffeine? Like, what's, what's the big secret? Like, yeah. what is it? And then that's the opportunity to be like, you know what, honestly, like, I just, I decided that I needed some, I needed more prayer life. I needed, I wanted over, I just wanted to be more like my father in heaven. I wanted to be more holy and virtuous and patient, or I was inspired by this particular saint and whatever. And so like, I've just been praying every day for 20 minutes, like, God, would you help me be like that? Boom. Like that's a personal, whatever. That's a God story. That's a, your part of your conversion, mm -hmm. whatever it is. Um, but it's yours and you can't, somebody can't be like, no, I disagree. Like, what are you talking <laughs> about? No, that's my, that's my personal encounter with Jesus. Like there's, yeah. Um, and and I and when we compare that with the gospel, um, and and uh, and the word of God specifically, because the word of God doesn't return void; it's powerful and it's moving mm. and it's alive, um, and it's an unstoppable force. And then it's not it's not about us anymore. It's it's like it's on the Holy Spirit now. At that point, it's like God's mm -hmm. God's going to work, and either that person is going to resist the grace in the in the word of God in that moment, or they're going to be receptive to receiving it. And uh, allow that seed of faith to flourish in their own life. Mm -hmm. And it's not about us. It's about what he's done. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. Well, thanks so much, Chris. It's been awesome uh, chatting with you. Uh, I hope everyone's listening has Likewise. enjoyed it. I'm sure they have. Uh, anything else you want to add or say before we, before we finish up here? No, I would just say, you know, thanks for all that you're doing and your leadership and your guidance and your missionary work. Um, and I just want to encourage people uh, right where they are, whether that's being involved in some of your, your mission trips and, and different initiatives uh, or it's in their own parishes and their own families and communities. Um, just like let's let's be open to how God wants to use us right where we are and, uh, and see what he does. Amen. Yeah. And again, if you're interested in following Chris, uh, look up Chris Bray wherever you listen to music, Spotify, iTunes, all that stuff. Um, and on YouTube, it's all that Catholic stuff. And thanks everyone for joining us today. This podcast, if it has blessed you, we ask you to please share it with a friend. And uh, if you want to join a mission, then you can visit our website. It's missionyouth.com. And uh, we'd love to support you. And we'd love to form apostles and missionaries. Um, you can also donate there. And the best way that you can help us is to pray for us. So thanks and God bless. Thanks again, Chris. My pleasure. God bless you. Bye.